Thanks for listening. For earlier access to these episodes, access to Ask Me Anything sessions, and extended breakdowns of historical and current events, please consider joining our warning premium community by clicking the link in the description to this episode. There he is, Governor Ron DeSantis, the Mussolini of Tallahassee, using a U.S. Navy war vessel as a visual prop just days after his disastrous launch, which spurned the fantastic hashtag, hashtag, disaster. Now, Ron DeSantis has apparently learned that while running for president, it's a visual medium that matters. And so there he is, standing, well-framed, looking good, about to answer a question. Now, generations of Americans have been raised being told something that we all know isn't true. And it's this, there's no stupid questions. There are, there's lots of stupid questions. And a great place to find them is on Fox and Friends. Let's watch one. But before we do, let's understand something about the question. It's premised on a delusion. And the delusion is this, is that all over the country, the American people are wondering, wondering, why, Ron? Why, Ron? Why? Why do you have to run now? Why can't you wait? Why can't you wait for Mr. Trump to get four more years? Republicans, most of the people that support you probably voted for President Trump twice. And the, the first comment I hear over and over again is why doesn't Ron DeSantis wait for President Trump's second term and then run? And what is your best answer to that? Why is right now the time for Ron DeSantis to run for president? Because the, everyone knows if I'm the nominee, I will beat Biden uh, and I will serve two terms and I will be able to uh, destroy leftism in this country and leave woke ideology on the dustbin of history. I'd legitimately like to know, who is it that he intends to smash? Is he going to arrest Bernie Sanders? Does he want to send AOC to a rehabilitation and re-education camp? What's he talking about? American politicians don't talk about this. Don't talk like this. These are the words of a thug. These are the words of an autocrat. These are the words of a dictator, and they should be taken seriously because he means it. There's something disordered about Ron DeSantis. He doesn't understand, apparently, the ideas and ideals of the country. And by the way, everybody knows that Ron DeSantis is going to beat Joe Biden and serve two terms. Let me set the record straight. Actually, nobody knows that. Like, literally nobody. As in anyone across America. When they look at Ron DeSantis, what they see is a hugely awkward autocrat wannabe who eats pudding with his fingers and wears these boots in public. Quite a thing, particularly if you're running to be commander-in-chief of the Earth's most powerful military. Now, the heart of what Ron DeSantis is saying is that he's going to smash the left. Well, let's take that apart. What does it mean? When he talks about woke ideology, what's he talking about? And who exactly is it that he's going to smash. Maybe he ought to consider a campaign flag. How about a clenched fist on a red flag to advance his commitment to smash his fellow Americans that may happen to disagree with him? 
when he talks about woke ideology and smashing the left, is he talking about Bob Iger, the Disney CEO that he launched his own personal quagmire against? Or is he talking about your wife, your husband, your kids, your grandkids? And by the way, after the left is smashed, where should these people go? To re-education camps? What is it that Ron DeSantis doesn't understand about the United States of America? Look at this man. He's running for the office that was occupied by Abraham Lincoln, a man who said with charity towards all and malice towards none at the end of a civil war that killed the equivalent of eight and a half million people at the high end, according to today's population. What is he talking about? Nobody has run for president of the United States with a smaller, more constricted, hateful message, except for one person, the person that Ron DeSantis' campaign has collapsed against. Because the truth of the matter is, Republicans want the real thing, not the shadow, not diatribe. And that's Ron DeSantis' fundamental problem. What astounding hubris. Now, Ron DeSantis could go out and talk about a lot of things. What is he talking about when he says he's going to serve two terms? Are you kidding? Ron DeSantis has collapsed 40 points in the polls. Ron DeSantis has fallen. Let me be clear about something. This isn't how American politicians are supposed to talk. This is how thugs talk in banana republics. This is how dictators talk. We don't talk about smashing people we disagree with. Even if you don't like the left. In America, everybody has a constitutional right to speech, to freedom of association, to conscience, to travel. In America, we can do what we want. So long as doing what we want doesn't infringe on other people's rights. What is it that Ron DeSantis hates about the American idea and ideal? What is so disordered about his personality that every time there is disagreement, he seeks revenge, he seeks vengeance, even at the cost of billions of dollars and thousands of jobs for the state he swore an oath to lead and then abandoned for a presidential campaign that is failing to lead the MAGA empire. Ron DeSantis' campaign is going to be epic, as in an epic debacle for the ages. He will raise more money against lower vote results than any presidential candidate in American history. He's going to make Texas Senator Phil Graham look like Bill Clinton when it comes to politics by the time this is done. Let me just say this about Ron DeSantis and his wanting to smash and break and hurt. The job of the American president is to temporarily lead the American people and to make the union more perfect. The American president is not the head of a faction, is not the head of a mob, is not the head of a gang, despite Donald Trump trying to convince us that he is. The American president is the leader of the mightiest experiment in all of human history. Ron DeSantis doesn't understand that. 
He's as unfit at a moral level, at a character level, as any person has ever been, including Donald Trump, running for this office. He will fail. It'll be fun watching it. Former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie is getting into the Republican primary, and he promises to take on Donald Trump directly, clearly, and unequivocally. Will he? Now, Chris Christie has a long history with Donald Trump. He stood behind Donald Trump after the New Hampshire primary, becoming the first serious and major figure to get in line. He was shamed standing there like a Stepford wife. Donald Trump humiliated Chris Christie. He gave him COVID, passed him over for vice president. Chris Christie knows what Donald Trump is, but Chris Christie wanted power. He wanted to be in the room where it happens. He wanted to play the game. What he should have done is keep his toes on the line and hold it. What he should have done is oppose Donald Trump. What he should have done is look in the camera and say, I know this man, and this man is unfit for any high office or any position of responsibility. Chris Christie wasn't alone, but Chris Christie has come around in understanding what a threat Donald Trump is. And there's something missing in this race. Somebody needs to walk up to the bully, Donald Trump, and do what must be done to bullies proverbially, which is to knock them on their ass. And Chris Christie, alone, among all of the weaklings, is in a position to do it. Now, Chris Christie is from my home state, New Jersey. Every state has something to contribute to the union. There's no doubt about that. New Jersey has something to contribute. And maybe what it has to contribute is Chris Christie to tell Donald Trump to shut the fuck up and to sit down and to stop, to stop the madness, to stop the insanity. Donald Trump is a spoiled, petulant child who lives in the disordered mind of an adult who became for a time the most powerful person in the world until something happened to him. Something that has happened since the very, very, very beginning of the United States. He lost an election, but he couldn't accept that he lost because he's sick. And nobody walked into the Oval Office and said, you lost. What the fuck is the matter with you? Not his kids, not his lawyers, not his staff, nobody. With very few exceptions, nobody has looked Donald Trump in the eye and called him out to his face fearlessly. This country needs somebody to do it. And the person who seems ready and able and willing to do it and who can actually get into a room in front of television cameras to bring it home is Chris Christie. We shouldn't look for saints in our politics because there aren't any. And here's another thing. Politicians shouldn't have fans like movie stars and rock stars. It's a business relationship. It's transactional. 
And it's completely okay to be pissed off and disappointed about a politician in the one moment while rooting for them to do something good in the next. Politicians simultaneously disappoint and deliver. And Chris Christie is a pristine example of that. By far, the most talented politician, the most quick-witted, the funniest, the best on his feet in a debate, the best speaker in a room, the most interesting, is Chris Christie in this race. There was a time when Chris Christie, in 2012, could have walked to the Republican nomination. He demurred. It was an act of humility, actually. He said in that moment in time, he simply wasn't ready to be president. Well, he learned the hard way that when the bus of opportunity stops and the door opens, get on the bus. He missed his moment. He lost badly in 2016. He made a terribly wrong turn, but he's come around now. The question isn't whether Chris Christie will be the Republican nominee or whether Chris Christie will be president. It's too early to talk about that. The question at hand is how will Chris Christie comport himself? And it starts with the first, most obvious, predictable question in the world. And here it is. Governor Christie, will you support Donald Trump should he become the Republican nominee in his quest to return to the White House as the 47th president of the United States? There's only one acceptable answer to that question, and I'll deliver it in New Jersey. Fuck no. That's where the campaign starts. The next sentence has to say why. What Chris Christie has to do to have any hope of gaining traction in this race is to engage in a campaign of radical honesty. He should speak clearly about his ambition. He should speak clearly about the titanic mistake of allowing that ambition to overwhelm the good judgment that I know he has. Chris Christie is a talented man. And everybody should recognize that, especially people who disagree with him. Joe Biden and many, many White House aides have been quoted talking about the fact that they hope to run against Donald Trump. This is as reckless and irresponsible a position as there is. What that position is, is hoping that Donald Trump is one person away from retaking political power so the other person can beat him. Have we learned no lessons since 2016 in this country? Chris Christie's learned a lesson. Maybe we ought to listen to him and give him a shot to kick ass. He's capable of doing it. We've watched him do it before. The problem with Chris Christie in 2016 is he punched down and he took out little Marco Rubio, which wasn't a particularly heavy lift for the big guy. There's a bigger target now. It's the gorilla in the middle of the ring. That guy needs a brawler to knock him on his ass. I don't know if Chris Christie can deliver, 
But when you look at that field of Republicans who will be on that debate stage, understand this. He's the only one with any possibility of doing it at all. <laughs>